Not all those who wander are lost. J.R. Tolkien. Welcome to Aegis Travel Adventures. We are Ken and Giselle. We have been to over 100 countries and are still looking to see what is around the next corner. We love wine, travel, and adventure. Listen to our podcast where we share the fun of the magical places, people, and cultures that have touched our lives. Aegis? Hey, Aegis. Hey, travel? Travel. Adventure. Adventure. Welcome to Aegis Travels Travel Adventures uh, podcast number seven. Uh, today we've done some recording uh, of the ocean because we're at sea. One of four straight sea days to go from South America to Africa. Uh, our last day in South America was at uh, Recife, Brazil on the northern coast. Uh, interestingly enough, they call it Recife. They have a uh, silent R. We found out in southern Brazil some of the words were different than Portuguese and they told us the words in northern Brazil were even different. So, you know, knowing the language isn't always everything it's cracked up to be. But Recife is what we call it. We had a stop there for uh, most of a day and the uh, Viking uh, ship had a included tour and it was a walking tour, which was interesting. And we stopped in an industrial zone and we took a shuttle through the industrial zone to the port of entry. Had to walk up a flight of uh, ramps and then uh, down another and show our ship pass and pretty much go outside. We got uh, assembled as groups and our tour guide uh, took us to the old town of Recife, which is actually an island. And in the distance, uh, beyond the river, you could see lots of high-rises. The city is over a million people, but the old town, uh, in comparison, was quite small, and most of the buildings were built in the 1600s. Uh, we probably walked a mile and a half, two miles. Uh, it was interesting. Some of the people needed to stop during that. Uh, you remember in Viking, there's the overall age of the passengers are fairly old. Um, so we stopped, we went into uh, handmade shops for souvenirs, we had coffee, uh, but the buildings were in various states of deterioration. You could see, definitely see Portuguese influence, but for about 30 years the Dutch took over and they laid out the grid, pattern grid of streets and they were cobblestone and most of them were very well maintained. And the Dutch influence on many of the buildings looked a lot like Amsterdam, you know, quite old, um, and, but the colors were pastels and more Caribbean looking. Uh, it was interesting, um, quite a bit of history. Uh, the, the lady uh, that was leading our group had spoke very good English and had lived in Minnesota for several years, was born in Recife and came back home. And as we're walking down the streets, because this was such a fishing community and a working community with the uh, port of entry for most of the goods for the area or export, which back then was mostly sugar or coffee, and she kept pointing to buildings saying, um, well, this was a brothel. And about the third or fourth time she said it, um, one of the people said, well, uh, what else did they do? And she said, well, after work, you know, uh, men need, you know, some 
some fun. And one of the women said, uh, well, what about their wives? And she said, well, don't know, didn't live back then. But by the time we were done, probably there was about nine or ten buildings that were uh, told to us to be brothels in the past. Um, several of them were being refurbished. Um, not to brothels. Not to brothels. <laughs> and uh, quite a bit of money. They're, they're in quite a state of disrepair, most of them. And remember, salt water is very difficult on them. They have a type of dance here um, that they use for their carnival. And over a million people uh, come to Recepha for for their carnival. They have these little umbrellas. I mean, I'd say little. They're about 12 inches you know, in diameter, and they have them hanging in the streets in certain areas. They have murals of, of the dancing. They have a whole theater there uh, for the dancing, and it's it's really a part of their culture, and, and it's it's a big-time thing here, and I probably can't pronounce it correctly, but it's like Tiarfo, uh, and uh, so their carnival is, is run a similar time as the one in Rio. Uh, it was interesting and informative. Uh, we didn't do anything else after the walking tour. The ship did have some paid tours where you could go to Olinda, which was a pretty preserved uh, village, uh, colonial-type village up in the mountains. And uh, people that went up there said it was interesting. But uh, beyond that, we were only here about uh, five hours total, so it didn't really allow for, for too much. And uh, back on the ship at five, we started our tour at noon, and uh, and then we started our four days uh, of at sea to uh, get to Africa. Well, we are. This is our second day at sea, and today um, we crossed the equator. And if you've been on shoes, shoe crib, blah, blah, if you've been on cruise ships, you'll know they always seem to do a. Uh, a, a big deal about crossing the equator. If you've never crossed the equator, you're called a polywag. And so they make a big deal about getting in the water and they usually have the the crew that have never crossed the equator um, go through quote a trial about, you know, like if you're the, the drink, head of the drink, you know, the drink department, you know, you're on trial because you're charging people for drinks. It's really kind of cutesy and fun. We've done it on several cruise ships and I thought Viking did it very, um, very nicely and very funny and it was really cute. Then they have the opportunity to kiss a fish. And um, so because Ken and I had done it before, we didn't go through the trial, if you will, and jump in the pool. But we did take some silly pictures of us kiss kissing the fish and mm. drinking the traditional... Uzo, grappa. Yeah, whatever. It's like a shot, and it's it's fine. So there are some silly pictures that we'll post on the Instagram account um, regarding us being sort of silly and taking um, some pictures. But I again, having done it before in several cruise ships, I thought Viking once again did a, a very good job. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, we have been extremely pleased with the activities and the staff and the events on the Viking ship. They just seem to do it right and they seem to care about their customers and they care about whether you're whether you can see or not. And there's some people, you know, that are coming along to see the event in, you know, in walkers or in, you know, chair things. And um they're like, oh let's make sure you can see. They're very kind to the staff to the people that are on ships. So those are th little things that we have noticed that I really appreciate 
and I'm sure people with some handicaps or some mobility issues would definitely appreciate. Um, we've noticed that in the dining room when people are coming, if they have some, they can't carry their food, there's always somebody there to help them. So these are little niceties that I think make a ship, make make Vikings stand out. So, it's a smaller ship than the, the other cr big cruise lines. 930 passengers is their capacity. And uh, I'm not sure how full we are, but... Um, we really haven't had any issues with elevators, um, you know, getting getting food, getting drinks, um, getting to shows. So it, it is quite pleasant. And uh, we were on one Norwegian ship, I think it was the Epic, where you had to uh, sign up for shows in advance. And uh, it was just horribly crowded. And, you know, this is something that really uh, is nice and you don't feel rushed or, or pushed. So... We're enjoying that quite a bit. Also, we also have seen several shows that some of them are more your typical stage show that all cruise lines seem to have. Um, but they have here some unique performers. We saw a gentleman, Tony, I'll find his name and put it on our show line, our notes. He did a really good job. He was an American, but he now lives in Croatia. And he's a Broadway singer. So, I, of course, I enjoyed him. Uh, but it was, it was a delightful show. So we, we've enjoyed that. So the next two days, we're just going to chill and hang out and uh, play trivia, which we do pretty good to be just two of us, and just chill and enjoy the, the lovely weather. And so that's that's it for the information part of our trip as far as uh, where we are right now. Now we'll go into our travel tips. So, um, Ken, why don't you start off with your travel tip? Okay, so for people that travel a lot and... Um, are willing to go out into bad weather. Uh, my travel tip today uh, is about rain jackets and there recently has been a competition and it's been uh, been run by CNN underscored and they tested 14 top rated rain jackets from all the big brands North Face, Patagonia, Arterix and so on um, and we have had very good rain jackets for some time thanks to our youngest daughter Kelsey who worked for Arteryx and I will say that we've been extremely pleased with them. Um, in a monumental rainstorm in New Zealand we were completely dry below the rain jacket. We had quick dry pants on which got wet but they quick dried so uh, and we have waterproof shoes and we're, we're generally prepared for this kind of stuff and in addition when we're going to places where we're going to be uh, a safari or hiking and at, we have water pants. So um, there's the things you may need, you know, depending on the weather. And if it's cold, particularly getting wet is, is never any fun. So, um, so they did this extensive study and uh, they came up with, and a little bit surprised to me, one of the more reasonably priced jackets. And it's the Patagonia and it's called the Torrent Shell 3L. And it's $179. And you can get it at Patagonia, you can get it at REI. I'm sure there's some, some uh, mail order places you can get it as well. Um, while it may not have scored significantly above the North Face and the Arteryx jacket, uh, it did beat them overall and it kept people just bone dry, which is really good. So, you know, for people that, uh, that like to travel and they, they're willing to get out in the weather, you know, bringing in an umbrella is, is 
quite unwieldy when you're when you're traveling. It's a big item. If you're on a cruise ship like Viking, they give you an umbrella, uh, one one for every cabin. You probably could get a second if you need it. But still, walking around with an umbrella to me is is not something I enjoy doing. So, um, I took my rain jacket yesterday at Recife. It was uh, sprinkling, and I was a little surprised that the, the ship handed out free ponchos, which <laughs> some of our other cruises and other cruise lines uh, charged, I think, $5 for a, you know, a 98-cent poncho. They gave them out free, and several people put them on, but later on I saw people that, after our free included tour, they came out because the rain stopped and the sunshine, and they said, well, we weren't going to come out, but now that the rain stopped, we're going to, you know, go out and do the walking tour on our own. And I kind of laughed about it because, you know, these are just people that just don't want to confront the elements. So I would highly recommend that you look into, if you need a rain jacket or you, you travel a lot, uh, look into the Patagonia Torrent Shell 3L. 179 bucks comes in nine colors and it goes in pretty much all sizes up to double uh, XL. We'll put that um, link in our show notes. Again, we don't get any money for this, so uh, there's. But yeah, so you can look and see if that makes sense to you. Uh, we've enjoyed having good rain jackets when we when we travel. Now, my travel tip of the day is something that seems kind of silly when you're thinking about it, but it's about drugs, um, not the good kind, but the drugs that you might need when you travel. Uh, in traveling, you're going to find at some point you're going to get sick. It's just a matter of, of course, that it's going to happen. So by having the things that you may use at home for upset tummy, uh, you know, cold, antihistamine, cough syrup, etc., uh, you might find it to be beneficial to start accumulating a little bag, if you will, of drugs that you can carry with you that when you travel, because it just makes things convenient. Um, when you have to go to a city that they don't speak English to do your Google Translator to get a, you know, cough syrup or antihistamine, it can be problematic. So my suggestion would be is to take a few minutes when you travel think of things that will make your life easier if and when you get sick and just start compiling a little a little bag as well as um, with uh, your uh, prescription drugs it's always important to carry what you need and if you can get a vacation supply I would strongly recommend it because if you lose your drugs you lose your script or something you, you can have backup Another thing is a lot of people take their, their daily pills and put them in a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of box where that is extremely convenient. However, if you need a refill or you lose that box and not having your pills in their original container, it can be problematic and getting it filled. So if you're going to do the little pill box, I would also suggest that you possibly get a hard script of your drugs and just keep it with you so that if you had to, you could get a doctor to either look at that and possibly fill it for you or give you a script in the country you're at or a pharmacy might be able just to fill it as is. We've never had that happen so I don't know what the, the protocol is but that is that is something to consider. And one more thing regarding a prescription drugs, if you ever need to get on an airplane and you, for some reason you've lost your driver's license, etc. If you have a prescription bottle with your name on it, TSA, 
for most cases will allow you to board the plane. Now they're going to ask you a bunch of questions and they're going to quiz you and they're probably going to make you do a thorough check, a thorough screening, etc. Um, but it's least in, in case of an emergency, if you have your pills in their original prescription bottle, at least traveling in the U.S., most cases TSA will let you board the plane. I have, we've had two friends that have recently that happened to, and they both came to attest that um, it made life easier. They were able to go ahead and board their original flights, etc. So my tip today is about making sure that you travel prepared and making sure that you have the things that you would need to make your life easier if and when you get sick. So that's it from us today from At Sea. We will chat with you um, the next few days about other adventures going on with our lives. And we do appreciate you guys following us. And look for the links and the pictures on our Instagram. This is Ken. And this is Giselle. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hey, Aegis. Hey, Julie. Travel. Hello. Adventures. Adventures.